This is episode 31 of The Urban Yogi with Grayson Gilbert, a graceful son. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield. I'm a psych major, a kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free-flowing conversation, exploring what it means to live with balance in the 21st century. Grayson Gilbert is an Instagram personality and photographer currently involved with self-conceptual projects, portrait sessions, and recently photographed Sanatam Kaur's Light of the Beloved 2018 European Tour. He is also a certified kundalini yoga teacher and an all-round inspiration to me. Before I share with you our interview, I'd like to share with you just from his blog on his website, agracefulsun.com. This really spoke to me. It's called Pull a Description, and this is going along with a bunch of beautiful pictures that he's taken. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like me. I've been addicted to porn and masturbation for the better part of my 20s. I was bullied for my sexuality growing up. I have been sexually abused three times. I do not talk about this. These facts are hard for me to admit, to type, to put into the world. But until I do, they sit in me and I get sick. This photo series was done in early summer 2018, one evening in an apartment in the West Village, New York City. It represents the battles that go on within these walls of my body, the self-sabotage, the fear. I think a lot of us gay men feel slaves to our sexuality and only see ourselves as objects of sex, not worthy of a meaningful heart and soul-centered relationship. That is my own projection onto the community, but I do not think that I am wrong about this. I would get off on being used for sex because it gave me validation that I am worthy and valuable for something, even for a moment or an hour. Upon experiencing a kundalini awakening a little over two years ago, my relationship with my sexuality has transformed. I understand it now as a creative energy, the pull to create. I have also deepened my partnership with my physical body, committing myself to understanding it well and loving it for being the one I was given. Having this new perspective on sexuality, I began to deeply analyze my sexual habits, the daily masturbation, the occasional faceless sex, and porn. And I began to wonder, what am I doing to myself? Why does this feel so damaging? I realized that these habits were directly stemmed from trauma, that from the beginning, I have been craving connection. These photos are a visual illustration of what it feels like inside of me when I am experiencing anxiety over my sexuality, when I feel pulled between falling into my addiction or channeling that energy into something more creative and productive. I often fall. But occasionally, I use that energy to create. And now on to the interview. Namaste. Hey. How's my sound? So we're recording. You Amazing. sound good. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> hey. So you are in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in I'm in Bushwick. I'm in I'm in Bushwick. rainy, rainy Brooklyn right now. Nice. How yeah. long have you lived there? 
I mean, I moved to New York in at the end of April, and then I moved yeah. into this apartment at the very beginning of July. Wow. And where are you yeah. from originally? Originally from Florida, nice. uh, from a tiny little beach town in the Florida Panhandle. So, um, yeah, it's a cute little, like, resort community. Nice. Is it yeah. anywhere uh, near West Palm Beach, Florida? I've got some friends from there. No, no, no. no. Some, no. I'm from, like, do you see, do you see, wait, hold on. Do you see Florida? Trying to see oh, yes. it? Yep. I'm, like, up, up by my wrist. Oh, okay. Right at the top. Yeah, yeah, right at the top. Like, actually, about... 40 miles from where Hurricane Michael hit crazy yeah but it's all everything's fine where everything's with, fine with with my family but you know it's still it's still pretty rough down there but um yeah mm-hmm. luckily by the grace of God we missed it by what my dad would say the skin of our teeth <laughs> yeah through that <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good very good mm-hmm. so I wanted yeah. to talk to you about yoga what what got you into kundalini yoga when did you first start Oh, I started in 2016, so pretty recently. Um, Yeah, I began, so it was my second time living in LA. I lived in LA for a a year, and then I had to leave to go home because LA is intense and costs a lot of money, and I was, like, overwhelmed. And so I went home to Florida, worked for my dad, saved up some money, and then um, moved back a second time, um, spring of 2016. And, um, I met a, f- I, I met a friend, um, a man friend, um, that recommended it to me. Cause I had been talking about how I really loved in my vinyasa practice, my, mm-hmm. like I did, I went to like core power and I did like those, like more fitness, like hot power fusion kind of hot classes and I really loved uh when I would get into a meditative state in those classes mm-hmm. um and it didn't happen often because there was you know there was a lot of distraction happening and it was very mm-hmm. kind of regimented and a little bit more fitness based it felt like I was doing more of a workout but there were those right. times where I felt like I was in this moving meditation and then I understood what people were talking about so I was mm-hmm. talking to to this friend about it and he was like well, my teacher, Gurmukh, she has a beautiful studio in Santa Monica now, and you should definitely go try it out. So mm. I nice. really respected him. And uh, yeah, I went and fell in love and it was amazing. Yeah, it was like such a potent first experience. I remember it very vividly. Were you in Gurmukh's class? No, I was actually, um, no, she at that at that point in time, she wasn't really teaching there. She was living in Taos and um, traveling back oh. and forth from there in India and doing a lot of teacher trainings um, around the world. So she would come every now and then, but you know, her daughter, Wa, who was like managing the studio, mm-hmm. her and I are very close. Um, and then, yeah, so I did, after my second class, um, the teacher came up to me and she was like, I feel like I need to offer you a scholarship to the teacher training happening this spring. And wow. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how it. So that's kind of how it started. I took oh, that as a sign. I took that as a sign that I should. Yeah. I should continue yeah. That, so. Nice man. I'm doing yeah. level two with Gurmukh in India in a couple months. Oh, cool! Awesome. Yeah, Which one? It's uh, conscious communication and then authentic relationships. Amazing. Cool. cool. Yeah. So oh, it'll be, be fun. Yeah, I would be. I would. I'm really going to be interested to hear how you do with. Um, what is it? Authentic relationships. Mm, yeah, I would it? be. In- 
No, I haven't. I haven't done any any level twos, but um, I think my friend, do you know Almond Beer? That sounds familiar. Is that the husband He's, of Grimuk? No, 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 no. Uh, that's Guru Shabit is, is, is her husband. But Amin Beer, he is um, a Kundalini teacher here in the city. He's a great friend of mine. Nice. Fellow, fellow gay queer man who is like, I think he's going to be there actually when you're, nice. when you do your training. So you'll probably oh, meet, him, meet him there. He's one of my, one of my dear, one of your friends. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool, man. Have um, you been to India? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. It hasn't stoked to go. Yes. Mm. I feel like you know when you're supposed to go. You like it's totally. You have totally. that call, and it's, I don't feel it yet, but um, cool. I know that it's. I know that it's definitely gonna be. It's gonna come. I just, you know, we'll figure out when. Exactly. Awesome. When the time's right. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 How did How did you decide to do it with Gurmuk? I um, there's a one of my teachers in Vancouver. Her name is Gloria, and her teacher is Gurmuk. And okay. I just really love, so she's like, oh, do it with her. So it would be really good. And I feel like she's, you know, a legacy teacher and, you know, she's getting older. It'd be nice to study with her. Yeah, she's absolutely. In this body. Yeah. 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 I mean, and she's getting older. Let me tell you what, she can do some crazy shit. I've seen her. Yeah. I'm like, how are you in like, you know, she'll sit up in like boat pose for like, and then do breath of fire for like five, six minutes, like with you wow. while she's screaming at you. And she like, doesn't let go. And she's just like. <laughs> Talking That's in that cute amazing. little, talking in that cute little baby voice that she does. <laughs> yeah, she's so cute. I love her baby voice. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> she's like, I'm not that innocent. <laughs> I know, exactly. My friend Pavanjit can do a really great impersonation of her. I won't attempt it, but it's like it's that very like whisper, like cute. Yes. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's What's your spiritual name? Or do you have one? Um, ours is actually similar. Mine's Teg Ian. Teg Ian. Yeah, Teg Ian. T-E-G? T-E-G, Teg. Yeah. Teg. That's cool. What does that mean? Teg. Teg Ian means wisdom of the sword. So Gian wisdom. Teg is the sword. Yeah. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's potent. I remember getting it and feeling like, and maybe you can relate, but I remember reading it for the first time and being like, I got hit by a bus. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I pretty, felt too. Yeah. And then the tantric pretty, numerology was so accurate as well. Have you gotten to that on yes. the website, on the 3HO website? Yeah. So yeah, bang on. I did. I know. Yeah. My, um, another one of my close, there's a lot of really like awesome queer people in this community that I really love. And I'm grateful that I'm super close with all of them. Um, that's awesome. Off, yeah, my friend Oftar, he's does like numerology readings and he just is like so knowledgeable and he's done he's done one for me and it is wild how accurate it is. I mean, mm. like so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, I've got that so recording. Amazing. We sat for like almost like like over two hours like talking about it. It was like holy shit. Yeah. That was great. Um, what is your name? Mean? Mine means uh Tage is like um bolt of of light. Or radiant aura mm-hmm. is another translation, and then Ron Deere is like honorable on the battlefield. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, I find it interesting. Like, I'm so grateful that Kundalini Yoga is inclusive now, but it wasn't always. Like, I was listening to some lectures of Yogi Bhajan, and he was very yeah. sort of transphobic and, and homophobic when he first came. You know, I ch- I was trying to sort of understand it. Like, maybe in India, it was like super homophobic, and that was his background, and but it just was interesting to note that he was he was quite uh, transphobic. 
Yeah, it was, yeah, I think I remember reading something where, or hearing an interview where he was saying, um, we won't turn them away, but we'll help them change. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll show them, like, we'll like show them the right way, you know, we'll conversion. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's kind of what it, what it kind of felt like. And so I'm actually interested to hear your experience with um, authentic relationships because I hear, Mm -hmm. and I have a, and I have a few friends here in the city that they won't do it until they rewrite the manuals, you know, and they Mm -hmm. make it more, they make the uh, vernacular more inclusive. Yeah, um, I think they're in the. Like, pro- I hope they're in the process of doing that. Uh, at my exit interview, um, my my teacher Gururaj Kar, she's in charge of the manual, rewriting it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the editor, and so she was like, "Well, there's no teachings for gay yogis," and I was like, "Well, I don't think that's true. Like, maybe there weren't in Kundalini, but like, there's tons of deities who are transgendered in the Hindu tradition, yeah. and like in India, there's tons of sort of." transgender and and male female embodied gods and stuff you know so i I don't i don't believe that there's no teachings for queer yogis no but i also think that it maybe requires a little bit more work and it requires a little bit more of a opening just a little bit of like willingness to like shift your perception of what you've been you know these people who have been doing it for years and years and years and you know there's it's like i I hear it all the time, you know, if you're a man, do this, if you're a woman, do this. And I always say, if you're, if you feel more of like a masculine energy today, do this. And I did it in my demonstration class. And then, then my teacher was like, don't do that. Just do the teachings. If you're a man, do this, if you're going to do this. I was like, yeah, but what if there's like trans people in my class? I'm doing like an eight week Kundalini yoga for, for the gender variant community. She's like, well, you can do it there. It was just like, we got into a bit of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed sticking point, but but um, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they're a little bit sort of stuck in, in their ways. But um, I mean, you can't, you can't stop. You can't stop the beat. You can't stop the change. <laughs> oh my God. No, you can't. You really can't. <laughs> you can't That's stop so true. It. Like it's yeah. coming. That motion of the ocean. It's here. Yeah. Honey. You got to work it's with here. it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Do yeah. you identify yeah. as male, female, trans or fluid? I'm, or? Yeah, I'm cisgendered male. But um, in terms of like my sexuality I do identify as like queer even saying I, th- I think I've really felt comfortable adopting that word because even gay now just feels a little mm. even just saying it it sounds very like like kind of yeah it, like I feel like it cuts me off a little bit yes, um I, I agree with whereas when I yeah so when I when I when I say that I'm queer it feels like I can expand a little bit more within that space. It feels like yeah. the actual vibration of that word, it holds a little bit more. And so I feel more comfortable resting in it. Whereas gay kind of has a, yeah, it's very like, to me. like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's limiting. I like the word queer too. It's yeah, me too. I'm really, yeah, I'm super happy that that's kind of been reclaimed because yeah. that was like, a, that was like the most terrifying word when I was growing up. Like, oh yeah. Like, that's what people, I remember yeah. one time I was hanging out with this guy I was dating and then I was walking up the street late at night back to my house and this big Hummer drives by and they're like, queer, like they said it's so loud. And I was like, whoa, like, so it, it was just, it's definitely empowering to like reclaim. It's like, yes, queer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and yeah, yeah right. Uh-huh, what's funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how was the community um, for you growing up? Was it 
closed-minded, open-minded on a, on a scale of one to um, ten? Oh, God. Oh, well, <sighs> like a four, I'd say. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, de <laughs> it depends on, like, when I think I think I made it a lot worse for myself. Um, I oh. think the... Uh, I think that the little bit that I got of like bullying and I, I ended up turning that molehill into a mountain, you know, and there were definitely times where it was, where it was hard, where, you know, I was, yeah, people were yelling things at me and crank calling me and. Um, I see, I got crank called too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just like all What's the time. The calling calls? Like, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like pretending to be like my boyfriend you know what I mean calling me being like huh. hey like you know want to take you on a date like just like you know really like and yeah just pretend like, to be just... record label executives because they knew that I was a singer that I wanted to be like oh this is Sony Canada we have a record deal for you just like all this stuff and I was like no this way. is bullshit but I did end up getting oh a record God. deal with Sony so fuck them <laughs> there you are exactly it all See, worked thank out. you yeah right. thank you namaste satnam <laughs> yeah, right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally no, i'm trying to was... swear less but sometimes it just comes out ever since oh, i did the yeah. teacher training because of the power of words and although i was watching a yogi bhajan teach and he swore quite a lot yeah uh, when when he was teaching but i guess he's the guru so he can swear <laughs> right exactly yeah he's yeah. allowed to yeah I've got feelings about that. <laughs> what do you, yeah, what, what, what are your feelings about it? I don't what know. It's hard think? for me. I, yeah, I don't feel, I mean, anytime anyone, so in my, in my teacher training, he was always referred to as the master. Um, and that to me, it did something inside of me that made me like push away from it a bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember always making sure that I was, you know, when they would play, when they would play his video or his audio to be very present and listen and like as like respectful as I could. But mm -hmm. I think because one, I couldn't really understand him. Sorry. Right. I couldn't really understand him. It was hard to hear. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. What and then yeah. also, yeah. And then also knowing that he wasn't necessarily the most inclusive in terms of like, gender and sexuality and stuff that kind of put I just didn't really connect that much you know um and there was I was even reading there's like a sexual abuse case like he he sexually uh, purportedly sexually abused uh, one or two of his uh female students or followers like I don't I, who knows if it's true or not exactly people yeah, people yeah. Are always like oh like why are you doing kundalini yoga yoga, yoga bhajan yogi bhajan was so bad and I was like well the technology works it, it got me off of cocaine you know yeah, so I, right, exactly. I just focus on the technology and, you know, Yogi Bhajan was a human. That's literally what I say. I'm like, he was a human being. He was not this, like... God. I mean, yeah, no, you know, he wasn't. Like, he was a full mm -hmm. human being. Like, the reason why I think he passed, I remember hearing, was because he, like, you know, eating McDonald's and, like, not eating good, you know, he, like, wasn't putting good food in his body. And mm -hmm. because he was such a high vibrational being, I think that it affected him. Mm. more I don't know it was but you know like yeah exactly at the end of the day we are all in these human bodies and we are all limited and bound to this earthly realm and the mm -hmm. consequences that come with that you know so yeah. yeah what are um some good daily habits that you utilize to keep you in your highest 
cold shower every morning, but lately Love it's that. been warm and then cold. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, singing every day. Um, nice. Coffee, I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's very important to me. Um, <laughs> you ever tried matcha? Yeah, I have. Yeah, and I love nice. I love matcha, and it's and it's a much more sustainable feeling for me. Um, nice. There's just something about there's just something about coffee that I really love that I'm not willing to not willing to break away from yet. But yeah, well, it's not yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. Better That's than crystal true. meth. That's very true. <laughs> fully, fully better than crystal meth. Oh my god! But I uh, yeah. So I would say that that is those are like kind of like the daily things that I need to do in order for my day to feel like it's mm-hmm. moving fluidly, you know, like check those bases and I'm, and I'm good. If I do my chanting in the morning, um, my cold shower, clean out the monkey glands. Mm-hmm. I'm good to go. You're good to go. Nice. Yeah. And what's your, what's your day job right now? Are you, you're a marketing person or? I I guess so. I'm I don't think I am, but I think my job thinks I am. Um, I <laughs> I do uh, um, social media and content creation for a healing center here in Brooklyn. Um, nice. It's called Ma- it's called Maha Rose. It's like a Reiki oh. center, a crystal shop. Um, we do breath work, and uh, there's like like today we had a hypnosis training and um, like this therapist who came in and talked about the importance of the importance of setting boundaries and saying no especially during the holiday season Mm. with family um and then we had a sound bath tonight so it's like that's kind of like the daily the daily grind and so it's my we also do retreats um in upstate new york in the summer and then in mexico during the winter trainings so i'm the one who's promoting all of that and getting all the content to be able to make sure that people know what's going on so cool, man. I guess I am the mark. I guess I am doing marketing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 definitely a stretch for me because I'm a musical theater major and I oh nice like just want to like sing and dance and like take pictures yeah. of myself all the time. So like it's, it's hard. So cute. <laughs> Have you heard it's, of Earth Boy? No. Look up Earth Boy Alex Reed on Instagram. Uh, he's he's making a good living, I believe taking pictures of himself, making videos, kind of what you're, you're embarking on doing with your private account. Yeah. Um, I think he's got, he's, he's got it locked down in terms nice. of that model and making money. Earth boy. He's a nice guy. Cool. Yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And I like that yeah. name too. Right. Earth boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Great. Super yeah. cute. Super cute. So what mm-hmm. are, um, what are some of your favorite Kriyas in Kundalini yoga? <laughs> Oh, um, do you have like certain go-to ones the ones that are always yeah I go to strengthening the aura always because you can do it like in like push-ups? nine minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah. that's an intense one yeah and so oh, I love it anything where I'm like utilizing like muscular strength I feel really mm-hmm. good in you know like even though I really don't like them like like doing any like squats you know like mm-hmm. um those two are really nice. And that's why I really love a lot of Gurmo's classes because she makes you squat a lot. Um, but I, uh, do you work out as well or do you just yeah, do Kundalini yoga? You do. Yeah. yeah I work you're out. quite, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, quite yeah. jacked. Yeah. I've got some, I was like, is that yeah, Kundalini? 
no. It, 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 it melts off of me like butter in a second. Like if I don't work out and if I don't lift weights or do any sort of like resistance training in like mm. two days, I look like I've lost like 15 pounds. So it's not, it's not like super sustainable, but um, it helps me feel really grounded in my physical body, which is super important. Um, mm. So anything that I can really connect to my physical body, like that's, and I'm, um, what is it? The month that you were born? What is that numerology? My karma number? I don't know. I'm a five in that. So okay. it's very important for me to be in my physical body. So um, yeah, very important for me to, to do that. And that is also one thing I would say that my daily, like any sort of like working out, um, moving my physical body. If I have a day where I just am like sitting and I don't do anything, it's like, it really affects my mood. Mm, I'm like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, to, I gotta to have that physical practice every day. Some mm -hmm. people find Kundalini yoga can be quite ungrounding, but I find if I just stay mindful and like stay connected to my root as I'm doing the Kriyas, then I can stay in this third dimension yet still open to something more. Absolutely. So I think it's just about yeah. going at your own pace and, you know, making it feel good for you in the moment. Totally. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm at a point now where I think I need to start going to like classes because I have just my regular practice that I'm getting super comfortable in, mm. you know, like I've got mm. my, and I, and I've narrowed, I've, I've gotten like super minimal with it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. my warm up, um, and then I do <laughs> uh, seven or eleven minutes of long on cars, and nice. that's it. You know, like I really don't, because something about living in New York I've noticed is that I always feel like I'm late. I mm -hmm. always feel like I'm running late. Um, Interesting. So if I don't, if I don't get up at like the ass crack of dawn. I feel like I'm rushing a lot. Mm. And so then my personal practice and my sadhana suffers. Right. Do you ever do the feel... Aquarian sadhana? Mm -mm. No, not on my own, but. I'm on day Maybe... 20, 21. Nice. Of a 40 day challenge. My friend Virginia and I are holding each other accountable. I wouldn't be able to Sweet. do it without, without a buddy. Yeah. yeah. I start at, we start at 5 a.m. usually instead of 4 yeah that's yeah. reasonable a little bit more i could do that i could do that yeah, i think yeah i could do that my 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 best friend jai chand is coming into town tomorrow i'm so excited she was um at yoga borgo with sada sakar for like the last three months or something and she's gonna nice. come and visit for the next few days and she's on day like 70 or something of navi kriya wow. so yeah so i know she's ripped right now like she's posting pictures and like showing i'm like she's got like full like abs and i'm abs like, from she's like yeah for the listeners Navi Kriya. Kriya is a really intense abdominal yoga set yeah intense. right yeah so i know i'm going to be doing that for the next few nights or a few mornings that she's here i'll join her she tried to get me to get on the second 40 days and i was like <laughs> peace <laughs> have fun have fun with that <laughs> yeah but we'll see yeah i've i've noticed that uh as as i've kind of leaned into the idea of it it actually sounds really nice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah tell me um tell me about your uh your instagram uh journey lately you've been posting more naked photos and celebrating the body i think that's really empowering 
I teach naked yoga, um, mm -hmm. co-ed co and for men as well, and for trans men. And I find it very empowering. I get some pushback when I post about it on social media. It's like, ew, mm -hmm. why are you teaching naked yoga? I'm like, so we can learn to accept our bodies so that you don't have to go, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. For yeah. that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the next generation it, won't go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're talking about our body, the body temple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's I sort of why that... you've been posting more too, is to sort of accept and promote body acceptance. Definitely. And also it's, it's been so much more of a personal journey. It doesn't really, it didn't really start out as like, I'm going to help people. It honestly didn't as like nice as that would be. It was a very like personal, more selfish reason because I, it was something that I've been wanting to do. I did this. So I did it. It really all started with that photo project that I did that I posted on my website called pull um, mm. where it was like really late one night at this apartment that I was staying in in West village when I first moved here. And, um, I remember immediately getting struck by this. It was like, I was at a crossroads because normally what I would do is I would like, before I would go to sleep, <clears throat> I would like jack off or I would, that's typically what I would do. But I felt really, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I felt like I was at a crossroads. I was like, I'm feeling actually super creative right now. Like mm. something hit me where I was like, I could totally do my regular thing and then just go to sleep. but something's actually telling me that I need to create something. And so I got my camera, I set it up on a tripod and then I started. And then as I started taking the photos, I was like fully clothed and I didn't know what was happening. Um, I just set it on time and I started moving and then um, my clothes just started coming off mm. and then it became the photo series that it is now. And I'm super proud of it. And as I was doing it, I wasn't really sure what was happening. I wasn't super, I, I, I wasn't really in my conscious mind. It was just sort mm -hmm. of like place the tripod there, set the timer for this long, do these things with your body. Um, and it was really, really powerful in that moment. And I remember being like, no one's ever going to see these photos. Like no one's ever going to see them. That was just something that I just did for myself that I needed to do in the moment. But then I started editing them the next day and I was like, oh, these are really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm really proud of these. And um, so I kind of just, I, I was like, you know, I'll decide what I want to do with them. I'll, th I'll think about it because, you know, posting naked photos on the internet, once you do that, they're there. And right. I wasn't really sure what I was doing in terms of my, like I had just started a job, like this, this job, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that attention yet. Um, and then something, it was like last week, I think it was about, it was a little over a week ago. Um, I was like, they, it, I think I was going through my, through my photos on my phone and I saw them and I was, I think it's time to share these with the world. So I put them on my, on my website. I, and I actually was, um, I had this artist draw a picture of me um, Adam Chuck and he oh, I think was I posted on yeah yeah it was yeah. posted on this um, Instagram porn sexual um, porn sexual I was cool. looking 
yeah and I was looking at their Instagram and I was like oh this kind of is like nice stuff like it's stuff it's that I can I actually am like super intrigued by and then I saw my photos like the next day and I was like oh wait this actually might be cool for porn sexual mm-hmm. um and so I posted the images on my website and then wrote a little log about it because I felt like I needed to words with them so that people could fully understand what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I submitted it to Pornceptual and they posted it. And then Everest had just been like, I'm getting naked. Nice. <laughs> it felt really good. It felt it felt so good to be able to like, it was hey, uh, like uh, really Grayson, you're, them you're and having them out, on the internet. You're just cutting out a little bit. Uh, just seeing oh. if, it's, if it's my... Yeah, I've got visually it was kind of like yeah and then your voice cut out for about 10 seconds but I heard porn sexual mm. and yeah cutting out how am I now uh seems to be fine yeah there you go okay <laughs> <laughs> well just let me know just stop me if it gets bad okay. uh, um um so Posted yeah, them, the photos on uh, the website. It was really uh, you're cutting out again. Is there any way you can get closer to your router? I'll try to do the same. Actually, I'm quite close to mine. Yeah, I'm actually quite close to mine too. I'm sitting like right by right. it, actually. Um, but oh. I, I can get closer to it. Let's see. Let's get this this light moment. How's this? Are awesome. we better a little bit? It's just dark over here. Yeah, I have this yeah, moon lamp. Cool. cool. I know it's like it's my beautiful. favorite thing now. I know I love it. Very nice. Um, but I okay. Let me move the light over here just so you guys. I'm my photographer mind is that's good coming into play. I know. I'm like I need things to be lit well. <laughs> how, oh, no. how old are you? How old are you? I'm, tw- I'm 26. Oh, you're so young. I know so I year, am. What year were you born? 92. Holy moly! I know. You're as old as my youngest brother. Really? Yeah, I'm one of four boys. How many siblings do you have? I have one full sister who's two years older and one half sister who is 16 years older. Nice. Yeah. How is my connection? Can you hear me? Can you see me? That's good. Yeah, I'm hearing you now. Loud and clear. Perfect. I can set that up. But um, yeah, so basically going back to the photos um it just was something that I had been fearful of I think posting nude photos of myself because I had I think a lot of like internalized shame about my body feeling like Mm. it was just kind of for sexual purposes you know Mm. um and so it was uh it was a really really great way for me to feel empowered in my body um, to be able to 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 be able to share those because the photos you know while yeah I'm like naked in them uh they they represent something really powerful for me and a really uh they illustrate a lot of what I don't show people Hmm. You know, a lot of people know me to be like just a charismatic, happy, outgoing guy. You know, but 
they had no idea of all of this, of all of the the stuff that was going on inside of me, because stuff that I don't talk about. And that's right. what my art is for, you know, it's that, that's for me to be able to express that which I'm not comfortable expressing mm-hmm. to other people in like a conversation or like talking about, like, right. that was a way for me to be able to, um, that was a way for me to be able to get that out. And so it didn't feel, um, you know, them just sitting in my computer. I kind of needed them to like actually go out and see the light. And um, it's been, I've I've had a really great response and I'm very, very grateful. That's awesome, man. One of my mentors says a a great way to delete the ego is to become more selfish. To intuitively Mm. go inside and ask yourself, what do I want? What do I need? Uh, And then paradoxically you become basically more receptive to what everybody else has to say and you become more present for other people because you're filling yourself up so yeah that's beautiful as you were saying it was selfish but in a way that's the most selfless thing that you could do because then it gives the permission to the millions of yous out there Mm -hmm. to follow suit and to love themselves and to be more accepting of their bodies as well yeah yeah it was a uh it was a it was a really beautiful ripple effect that happened, um, and the response that I got, I was really blown away by. And then it was reposted by Pornceptual, and um, mm-hmm. that kind of started the ball rolling with me going like, "All right, I'm gonna keep going down this. Like, I'm not gonna just let this be a one time thing because this feels like I'm getting a lot of stuff out, and I'm mm-hmm. getting a response from people that it's resonating." So. Um, this feels good and awesome. I, I've also not attached any sort of like because um, I think we immediately attach like this person's getting naked because of like sexual reasons do you know what I mean like like for um the for the attention like the sexual attention the um right well, it's like, you know, um, yeah. ero- it's like lust versus eroticism. And, um, you know, if you're right. gay or if you're a woman, pretty much if you're anybody in the society, it's like sexuality has this sort of shame, <coughs> shame attached to it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like um, it's hard to fully feel erotic and not go into the lower frequency of lustfulness. And there, there is so much lustfulness in our society. Mm-hmm. But what I love about Kundalini yoga is it helps flip that lustfulness into its higher frequency which is eroticism like true eroticism where you feel blissful bountiful beautiful in your own body yeah and um so what you're doing with the photos and you being you is like you're showing people your a path like to to flip it you know because there's so much shame in the gay community about being ourselves and so you're owning it and you're loving yourself you're loving your body and then that's helping to change the frequency of our community so it's great yeah yeah and that's but first I think you have to actually like address it and you have to talk Mm -hmm. about it and you have to say like you know yeah I can just like post a naked picture of myself but like what's that gonna do you know like Mm -hmm. just another naked dude on Instagram big whoop you know but I think actually having the conversation of you know this is what I've experienced this is the shame that I have with myself and my sexuality and my body um and this is what I'm doing about it mm-hmm. I think it can spark that just that conversation that it sparks and just that shift of 
perspective can open up a whole new world to somebody who's suffering, who yes. was maybe in that same place of feeling lost and like a slave to sex. Because mm -hmm. um, I felt like that for the longest time where really? I felt like I had, yeah, like I felt like I had no control over my sexual urges or my sexual desire. Like it was just, oh God, he's calling again. Okay, I gotta like do this now, you know? And then that's, yeah, that was kind of what, what that was for a very long time. And then I remember when I practiced, when I used Kundalini yoga practice, I didn't masturbate for two and a half weeks and I thought I was insane. I went from like three or four times a day to not doing it weeks and I was like, what is this? Like, what is happening? I was moving so much energy, so much prana through my body that it was just like fire. You know, all that stagnant energy that was sitting in the lower center, that was sitting in that lower triangle was moving up so much. Yeah. I was having so much release. Um, that's that awesome. there was just like I didn't even think about it and I remember after a couple of weeks being like whoa mm -hmm. this is real like this is real <laughs> mm -hmm. totally right it's so it's so powerful yeah, yeah and even like the yeah because like the blood kind of pools there even on like a physical level and then like it gets bathed in like the hormones from the prostate and the testicles so basically you're like bringing the blood out of your a little bit of it you're bringing it up into your spine and up into your higher center so you're energetically and physiologically you're you're moving that energy to teach yourself that you can get high on your own supply and you can feel the way you most want to feel without anything mm -hmm. outside yourself so it's exactly. so empowering yeah and yeah. then when you recirculate it you're not as like horny 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 all the time i'm so horny but but uh not not as much and i have more control <laughs> more control over it so that's a that's a positive thing yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot of what it was before was I was like a slave to the horniness. It was like, as soon as I felt it, it was like, okay, well now I got to deal with this. But like, no, I have a, mm -hmm. a decision I have to control my being. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really tapped into me when I began like a, like a fully realized self and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just be you, as Yogi Bhajan says. It's like mm -hmm. you, you learn to just be your, yourself. And I used to think I had to be somebody else to be successful. And it was almost like dressing up an empty coat hanger because I didn't know how to control and manage my own energy and get high on right. my own supply. So I don't think right. there's anything wrong with like what Lady Gaga does and becomes other people and stuff. As long as you have like good daily habits that keep you in your highest so that you're connected to your original self while you're doing it. For sure. Yeah. And I, and did you find, cause I, I found myself when I started the practice and I kind of got into the Sangit and um, got my spiritual name that I was like, so ready to leave Grayson behind and like all of his bullshit and all of his trauma and all of his, all of, you know, the stuff that he was holding on to. And I was like, I'm Tegion. <laughs> I was like, I'm a teacher. I'm Tegion. And I right. had like this whole thing where I felt so, I act like, like my ego kicked in. I was, I felt so. Yeah. It was like a spiritual bypass. Um, and it actually, yeah. oh, fully, fully, fully. And um, it was, it, after like a, a year or so, I remember feeling like I needed to, um, 
I needed to actually not take a step backwards, but I needed to fully integrate my two, these like two selves that I had. Right. Um, so I stopped going by the spiritual name um, because I realized that, you know, I'm still Grayson. I'm still the, I'm, you know, my, my story is still mine. Um, yeah. You know, and I had, I had a lot of, still had a lot of work to do there, but um, I found myself like, so this like badassery, like, I don't have any problems. What are you talking about? Ah, it's funny. <laughs> I, 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 might, I may have had moments of that. But yeah. I, yeah, I just, I was just so grateful that like, I'm not doing hard drugs anymore. So like, I think yeah. that sort of kept my ego in check. Cause I was like, this is the one thing that's like helping me. And, um, yeah, sometimes I can find like <clears throat> with the chanting, it's all very, all these special movements and stuff. Sometimes my ego can kind of like, Oh, like I, I have all this knowledge and it's like, William just, it's all entertainment. Like the, the, the poses are just entertainment. You may or may not experience true yoga during yeah. a Kriya, you know, they might improve the chances of you experiencing true yoga, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I try to keep, just do some ego eradicator and it helps my ego. <laughs> good, good. Well, you also sing like a mother in some of, oh. of these classes that I've seen. I mean, some of those, I don't know, it looked like a spin class or something where you were singing Longtime Sun on the piano and I was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you. like, it's the most amazing class I've ever seen where you get like a full like concert and <laughs> you're spinning and like in the middle of like, I remember you were like... It's been faster. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Faster. I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna like serenade me and then like kick my ass. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they they uh they always want me to sing at least one song per class, which is nice. It's nice to, you know, get paid to keep people in shape and, and share my music. And yeah, I'm really, really grateful for the Kundalini yoga community because it's all about music. Like, you know, the Aquarian Sun is like an hour and a half of chanting. Awesome. And yeah. You've got a beautiful yeah. voice too. And you play ukulele. Yeah. I I I play ukulele and I put my hands on it sometimes, but I do play it. Yes. Yeah. It's I don't know it very well. Oh, but I I get by. I've had it for like a little while and it's it's I've studied musical theology. Um and I sing a lot, but I was you, getting you, a little tired you, of, you, you study musical theater in college you said mm -hmm. nice. yeah and nice. so and then I sing a lot but I uh never had anything to accompany myself with mm. so this seemed like something was portable and small and I could you know it's been great yeah I love it that's awesome yeah yeah you should make a cd man yeah, me and my um, me and my best friend Jai Chen. She does. She has a beautiful voice, and she records herself a lot. And it's something that is in the works with her and I. We are definitely in the process of that. It just is. It's been building. It's been building for the almost two years that we've known each other. Nice. Um, where we're like, we're gonna we're going to create some really awesome music together. And we have, um, but we're just you could do a Sadhana get... album. 
Yeah, I mean, we're fully like we're we have the Aquarian Sadhana chance. We've got nice other, you know, we've we've got a lot on in our in our repertoire. We just need to actually like get in a studio and record like proper, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. we'll see. We'll find the funding for that. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do like a crowdfunding yeah. crowdfunding campaign or something. Yeah. All these yeah, fun products. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, <laughs> do you have any like uh, kriyas or like movements that you do? Like, if you like have cravings for bad food or something, like I find Nabi Kriya, if I just do like three to five minutes of each pose, it can help with like cravings and addictions. Do you have anything like that that you do? Like, if you're about to like do something that you shouldn't? <laughs> um, if I know I'm about to yell at someone, I do fists of anger. Like, if I know that I'm like at my boiling point where I'm like, something needs to move through me or else this person's about to see something that they don't want to see in me. Um, mm -hmm. I will go and I'll sit and I'll do like three minutes of fist of anger. Yeah. Which is where that's like Mercury Mound. And then like, that one. Yeah. Nice. Totally. nice. And I that's... rip it. Like I go for it to the point oh, yeah. where, yeah, yeah. It's great. And then the at answer. the very, at the very end, when you lift and you pull Mulabund and you're like, Yes. <laughs> and you just feel it all like escape, you know? And yeah. Like, oh, I'm not angry anymore. I feel so good. I heard a story. Um, I don't remember who told me this. I think it was in my teacher training that um, Yogi Bhajan assigned a man to do fists of anger for three minutes a day for the rest of his life. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I guess after years and years of doing it, because when you're doing fist of anger, you're supposed to think of things that make you Stop angry. The, right. Yeah. So you actually like you go there and you feel the anger. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, you know, you feel that, yeah. that release. Um, but after years and years of doing it, this, this man was like, couldn't think of anything to be angry about. He huh. was like, I'm like, just he. I think it was like for a couple years, he just like went through the motions of just like, of like feeling anger, but like he couldn't place it on anything. And then after a while, he started getting visions um, that he described as, uh, as like these very, very vivid physical um, experiences from past lives. And so he wow. started actually burning like past life karma by doing this specific anger practice and then this whole new chapter started and I think that that goes to say something about doing a practice for aligning yourself to like a thousand day sadhana or saying like okay. you know I'll do this because you really go super deep into it deeper than you can go for 40 days you know 40 days right. is great but um there's something about doing something for years where you yeah. really start to like peel the layers back and you really start to get super, super deep into um, what that's, what that's bringing up. Totally. So that's what my, that's what my long neck on car is right now. Yeah. It's a beautiful one. Yeah. What do you, do you, um, have you gotten into any of the Buddhist sort of lineages of like meditation? Sometimes I, I find it, I'm like conflicted because I do Buddhist Vipassana retreats here and there. And that's all about just watching the thoughts, you know, um, labeling the thoughts. Whereas in Kundalini Yoga, it's like, if you have anger, do this. Whereas in Buddhism, they just say, sit with it. So sometimes I'm like, which one is more effective? I wonder. 
I mean, I guess it's good to have all different types of tools, but there is sort of like a, it's a completely different way of approaching life in the Buddhist tradition. It's kind of just yeah. like be the loving observer, send love, meta. Um, yeah. Whereas in Kundalini, it's like, do this for this, do this for this, you know? Yeah, I think there seems to be a, uh, a, that's, I mean, I, I like how Kundalini yoga is called the householder's yoga, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's a Kriya for that. Yeah. There's something that you can do for that, you know, it's like, and you can do it in three minutes and it's there. Like, if yeah. you're not at the place where you are able to just sit and exist and just go into a meditation and be there, you know, like that is, mm-hmm. you know, someone can understand like, all right, I'm going to th- throw my fist back and breathe like crazy for three minutes. And that's mm-hmm. great. Like, but it might be a little bit more of a leap for people to be able to yeah. sit in loving awareness while they're feeling anger. Yeah. And actually one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Christian Northrup, she's going to be on the show in, in a couple of weeks. She was saying that they're doing studies on Buddhist monks and a lot of them get diabetes. Like the rate of diabetes is higher in, in oh, wow. Tibetan Buddhist monks than the general population. They're trying to figure out why. And one of the theories is that they're always taught to meta everything, like to send loving kindness, but they're, they're not allowed to you know, express anger. They're, they, they're taught to go right to send loving kindness to your enemies. Um, so she really, she thinks that the reason why they get diabetes is because they need, they need to be given permission to experience and feel the anger, let it move through mm-hmm. them and, and then go to loving kindness. So yeah, I like I mean, that about Kundalini is there is that step, like a lot of Kriyas, you can, you can do fists of anger. There's like even a Kriya to remove fear and sadness and it's right. like feel it to heal it, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I was just having a conversation with someone over Instagram today. It was like right before I left work, I was asking me um, what, what to do when he feels fear. And um, my answer was like, fully feel it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like fully fit and experience it because if it's there, it means it's at the surface and it's ready to leave. Right. Does that make sense? Like if you're mm-hmm. feeling it, it's because it's at the surface and it's trying to, to escape, you know, but if you hold on to it, mm-hmm. then you create a traffic jam. You create this energetic traffic jam and things start to build up. Like you've stopped at this, at this layer and um, you're not letting it flow, flow because through. you're not, yeah. you're, yeah yeah because it's stuck because you're like kind of attached to it in a way you're not like you're not really allowing yourself to fully feel it but then you feel it and then you're like kind of getting you know he was he was getting really attached in the story Mm -hmm. of the fear that he was feeling i'm like 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 detach the story just observe the fear being there don't attach any thoughts to it don't label it just experience it and like really breathe into it and say it and like allow it to go tell it actually talk to it and say you can leave now thank That's you awesome. yeah thank you 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 can go i'm ready for the next thing because nice. otherwise there's like a traffic jam that's stuck inside of you energetically and other things are trying to move up and out but because yeah. you've attached onto this one emotion um, things get a little locked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and feeling it, feeling it to heal it in a safe environment, like you being his friend, giving him permission. So that's like a container, you mm-hmm. know, cause you have to feel, obviously you have to feel safe. 
um, provide yeah. that safe space. Do you are you teaching? Um, I'm I sub every now and then, but I'm nice. crossing my fingers that after retreat season here at Maha, because we're all swamped and stretched really thin, um, that we'll be able to offer some some classes because it's being asked for, and I'm really yeah. hoping to I'm really hoping to to teach more, and that's what I want. So um, I hope that in the mornings I can offer some like donation based, you know, even if it's just an hour long. Uh, something that people can just come to. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Have you ever done naked yeah. yoga? I haven't, but but the ideas always intrigued me, but I think I fell into the trap of like, I don't want people, you know, like a little bit of like that shame, you know, and being like, why do we need to be naked? You know, but I actually, as I've looked into it more um, and even since like us talking, I've like, felt myself super called to do it and go and like experience nice. it yeah because yeah, like I've been in different like I went to this um I went to this festival I don't you may have heard of it it's like a called the radical fairies um, yeah we have radical fairies up here yeah 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 so I went to this I went to their Beltane gathering in Tennessee and it was a lot of nakedness and I was very like super uh what do you call it? just like <laughs> i was i was a little shocked i had never seen so many naked people in in one place before um but it was like it was a very it was it was a really opening experience um so i'm definitely interested for sure nice have you ever yeah. been to vancouver no i haven't oh i feel like you'd like it up here there's tons of kundalini like yoga a lot yeah. of nature yeah. There's pressure here. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I would love it. I mean, we, I just, um, I was on tour with Sonatum uh, and we. Oh, nice. What were you doing on tour with Sonatum? I was photographing the tour. Wow. That's an awesome yeah. gig. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I went, um, I went on the Europe tour this spring and then just went on the North American tour. Amazing. That just happened last month. Yeah. So we were in, we were in Calgary and Edmonton. Um, but we didn't go as far as Vancouver. Not this time around. No, but I think I think next year they're going, but I'm not sure if I'll be if I'll be on that tour. But I definitely want to want to check it out. How did you get that gig? I, by the grace of God, um, I oh god, it's like it's it's crazy. Like the you think of the um think of like the steps that happened in order for you for for like this specific thing to happen and it mm -hmm. actually goes back to my very first kundalini class but um i uh i photographed satnam fest um nice. in 2017 the one in joshua tree and cool. um she saw my photos from there i guess she asked spirit voyage her record label who put on who puts mm -hmm. on satnam fest she asked um Spirit Voyage, if they knew any photographers to be able to photograph her beloved album cover. Awesome. And um, she saw my work. And so she told them that she wanted me to do it. So at the Satnam Fest that happens in the Berkshires over on this side mm -hmm. of the country, um, they flew me out there. And then I, I photographed her album cover and met her and the band and her family. And then um, they invited me to come like live with them in New Hampshire to do wow. all of her like digital media and like website and stuff. But that 
me moving to New Hampshire to sit on a computer for 40 to 50 hours a week didn't feel didn't feel good but I knew I was going to move here so I was like I'll be close um and then they invited me to go on the Europe tour with them and yeah yeah that's fantastic holy yeah it was it was awesome she's a really wonderful mentor great teacher I love Mm -hmm. her like family her and her husband are such wonderful people they're so great her voice is amazing like it's I remember hearing I went to my first yoga class probably 15 years ago and and the teacher was playing all of her music and I was like is this like do you know the Rankin family that was more of a the Rankin family there's Mm -hmm. this Canadian like folk country band called the Rankin family who sounds like Sonata Makar oh really I was like I can't believe the Rankin family is doing yoga music I was like this is awesome and then I asked the teacher no no her name is Sonata Makar and I was like Sonata Makar who the hell is that Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I was um I I I went to, so at Golden Bridge, they do like two weeks for um, like $30 or something. And I went every single day for two weeks. Um, and I remember it was the second class that I went to, um, the teacher played Mool Mantra, like, mm. like played the same song in two classes. And I was like, okay, I need to learn this song. Um, so the next day, I think it was, I started my, I did my first class on, it was August 11th, August 11th, 2016. Nice. And um, I, or July, what's 7-11? Yeah, so July. it was July, it was July 11th, I think. And then I went and had two classes. And then on the next day, July 13th, I did my um whole day of learning the mool mantra I was writing it down on post-its I was listening to it through the whole house I was like committed on learning this mantra and um it was like it was it was this beautiful portal that was helping me in so 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 many ways but it was the first time where I really felt like wow I really want to learn this like I was super Mm. excited about it because of this song um and then a year later to the day I was when I recorded her was when I photographed her album cover um wow July 13th 2017 a year to the day of after like downloading her music I was photographing her next album cover so it was it was a pretty wild wild experience she an amazing manifestation yeah 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 she Mm -hmm. holds a very near and dear place to my heart Mm. you know I think she's saying at Oprah's birthday party yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I think I think I think they're Instagram friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was in charge of her Instagram for a while for Synonym's Instagram, and I remember oh, cool. being like, "Oh wow, okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Cool man. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Let me check the time. Six thirty. It's a good hour. Yeah, solid hour. No, I feel great about um I feel great about all of this. It was really wonderful to be able to talk to you and I'm yeah, so grateful. Like I'm it just makes me go back to um you know doing all of this and just in the last week kind of being opening myself up to vulnerability and uh seeing the expansiveness that happens after that and the strength Mm -hmm. that happens after that the clarity it's was really scary to be vulnerable in such a 
public platform like Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm just so grateful for it now because I get to have conversations like this and uh, talk to people around the world and like-minded people and, um, you know, who knows what this conversation then ripples out. And, totally. You know, it's, we're constantly just, just planting seeds of healing and seeds of change. And I'm really yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, man, me too. Have you heard of Nico yeah. Tortorella? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think his brother and I are Facebook friends. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. he posts a lot about similar stuff that, that we post about. So mm -hmm. He's another sort of brother, brother from another mother. Yeah, I'm intrigued by him. Gender fluidity and and um, body body shame and expressing yourself through art and his wife, um, or not his wife, because they they both identify as they now. But um, he posted a photo of of Bethany, his partner, and um, mm -hmm. Instagram kept taking it down. Like she was just like posing; she was naked, and they even like bleached out the areolas. Mm -hmm. and Instagram but then finally they like they made it happen so that it's it's up but I just thought it was like it's like Instagram like stop wasting your time taking down like beautiful nude shots just like focus on like deleting like violent pictures or something you know yeah exactly yeah things that are like yeah like backed by hate you know like this yeah. is a, yeah I'm I'm very surprised that some of my stuff is still on there very surprised yeah um, I was awesome. like, not, I, I was like, okay. I was like, they're staying, that's nice. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, should I move the pixelation over just like a just little, a like a fraction of an inch to maybe cover a little bit more pubes? And I'm like, no, I'll leave it. But uh, yeah, so I'm grateful that my, that, that my stuff is still there. But yeah, I, I, I think that there's a whole level of censorship that goes on that I'm kind of like, redefining my relationship to I still am a fan of censorship because I wish that things were a little bit more maybe censored or at least there was a conversation that you know would have happened I posted about this today um mm. me growing up and you know porn being so readily available oh, you know I like that, yeah. I like I wish that there would have been I wish that something would have kept me from that because mm -hmm. fuck, that just opened this whole can of worms for like mm. 12 years of my life, you know? And um, never had a conversation about it with anyone, not one mm. person until- Were you like addicted to it? Fully, yeah, fully, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. still something that I deal with. It's still something that I deal with day to day and having to go into that place of like, that actually, you know, that stillness and connect to my breath. And really like when I feel that, because I mean, I did the whole, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. When I feel that pull to go and act out on these addictions and then the clarity that I then try to find, it's like just this like constant, like back and forth that goes on. Um, that is- Maybe you need not... a butt plug. Do I? It's um, chakras. It's made of uh, Indian jade. It's very healing for your root. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I find that butt plugs and um, Tantra video. Davey, do you know Davey Wavy? Oh He's yeah. I've heard of him. YouTube personality. So he um, came out with some Tantra tutorial videos and they're pornographic in the sense that his, his naked friend is, he's massaging his naked friend and making him a jack off and stuff. But like, it shows you how to have, how to separate orgasm from ejaculation. Mm. 
And so it's like, it's kind of porn, yeah. but it's also, you're teaching yourself. So it's like almost like healthy porn because yeah. you're teaching yourself to have more skills sexually. Totally. So maybe yeah. that's like and a way I, you could like bridge it. And so when you get a craving, just like watch Davy Wavy Tantra video porn. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, 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 you're totally right. And I've been doing more of like, you know, if I do watch porn, I make sure that it's like, I, it's like couple porn. You know, it's like a couple in bed, like really like connecting with each other and it's mm -hmm. sweet. You know what I mean? Like right. I've gone from that like super abusive, verbal, like degrading, you know, and that was a lot of what my sexual experiences were when I was becoming sexually active and for the first few years of me being sexually active. Um, and so that's what I thought that sex was. And so now I'm really like, yeah, I'm like shifting my own perspective on what sex can actually be, which it can be a really like beautiful love filled experience. Yeah. It's like heart, heart centered. And even if you do get into kink and BDSM, it's like having the heart lead it all so that you feel safe and that it's coming yeah. from a grounded, loving place. Definitely. I was, yeah, I I was with, oh, you go first. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just say I was with, um, a couple weeks ago, I was with uh, a friend and her, her boyfriend and I was showing him this tantra video and we all did it on each other, which was really fun. Mm. And then, and then halfway through the experience, the guy was like, he's like, oh, like, is spanking part of tantra? <laughs> I was like, uh, it can be if you want it. I yeah, I right. Yeah. I ended up spanking him too. <laughs> fun spanking this dude with the, the girlfriend the girlfriend helped it too it was great <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious that's so yeah. awesome tantric spanking because i think yogi budget said the sex nerve goes up the the inner thigh and then up the butt so i guess you're like stimulating your sex nerve when you're being spanked i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess so that makes more sense no it does yeah. that's probably why it's so pleasurable for some people yeah mm -hmm. i was also told you know i, I also remember hearing in my in my teacher training when I'm in the cold shower, there was something about like not letting the cold water hit your genitals, but like, Oh yeah. I heard can, about that. Yeah. But like, put it on your butt all you want. <laughs> they were like, they were like, wash. They, 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 were, they were like, put it on your backside. Like uh, just do, not the definitely genitals. do that, but don't do it on the genitals. And what about the crown? Can you get it on your crown chakra? What do they say about that? I don't think, I don't think you're, I, I don't think you're supposed to put like your head in it or something. Yeah, I oh. always do it on like my face, but I never mm. submerge my whole head. But sometimes mm. I do, like if I do a sauna and then I go back and forth oh, from like, nice. a sauna to a cold, I always like just fully plunge. Do you ever uh, do ice uh, polar dipping like out in nature? No, I haven't done that. I mean, I probably will be able to this winter, though, now that I live out here, because I lived yeah. in Los Angeles for the last three, you know, three All four right. years. So, yeah, no so not really around there. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of opportunity to do that. But um, there's definitely a few places that I'd be able to do it here. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's nice to just like jump in like really quickly. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Ulti ultimate Ishnan. That's amazing. They would do it um, actually at, win at winter solstice last year. That was a really, the water got super, super cold. And I remember- Oh, there was like a, a river nearby? Yeah, it's on a lake. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, nice. And so there's a, there's a nice cold water there that everyone, yeah, the Ishnan Lake. That's fantastic, <laughs> the Ishnan Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I guess we, I want to finish off with um, what are like your hot tips for self-love? 
like what do you do if you like start to feel shame or like what what do you do energetically or practice wise yeah um one thing that i learned from my friend in my uh, numerology reading uh he asked me this question that really struck me he was like do you ever forgive yourself i was like oh, no like i've never mm. forgiven myself for any of the shame that i feel like i've actually have never sat with me like you know the the big me and the little me like the i and the me you know mm -hmm. like my soul speaking to grayson mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually forgiving it forgiving myself and being with that and as i remember the first time i did it it was this huge outpouring um and release of this kind of like, yeah, it was all of this like bad self-talk that I just, you know, you shouldn't have done that. That was not okay. Why did you get yourself in that situation? Why did you let him do that? Why did you say that, you know, all mm -hmm. of that hard self-talk that we do all the time and just totally like, first of all, first forgiving myself, that was what was so important. And then I forgive my mom, I forgive my dad, I forgive my sister, I forgive my college best friend, I forgive, you know, and I was like, I forgive Los Angeles, I just forgave the whole city mm -hmm. because it was such an intense experience living there, you know, but like, it was, um, what's your I, definition of forgiveness? Oh, um, I would say it's allowance to heal. Hmm it's like this allowance of um it's like a I like it's that. like a softening is what it is mm -hmm. it's a really potent um tool to be able to use yeah so i always like yeah that's something that i will always go back to is even if it's just short in the moment and i do something really quickly that i don't i'm not happy with you know um you know it's like i yeah, it's I, I I always just sit and I forgive myself and I get quiet and I just it's okay, it's fine. So you sit, turn in, I forgive myself. Namaste. Yeah, well, I don't even say I forgive myself. I say I forgive you, Grayson. Like I speak mm. as my soul and I say I forgive you, Grayson. I forgive you, Grayson. I forgive you, Grayson. Mm. And until I feel like I don't need to say it anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, and then followed by a really big breath and a bow because ultimately that's what it all is is it's I'm bowing to universe spirit it's like I have to finish with gratitude because you know it's because of this practice it's because of spirit and God like I really I really actually like using that word God um I it's because of that that I am in the situation that I am in now and that I'm able to forgive myself and mm. so yeah forgive myself and thank god that i'm able to like you have myself. enough awareness and self-love to forgive yourself the fact that i'm even thinking about it the fact that it's even an option mm. because it that wasn't is. for a really long time i didn't even know it was possible that i could actually forgive myself and like be okay with what was going on you know um mm -hmm. the fact that that's even an option for me and that I'm in a place in my life where I had a friend who cared about me enough to be able to suggest that and ask me that question 
what a beautiful reflection. Mm. That was like, thank God I am in this situation. Thank God I am here. Thank God that that gift was given to me, that mm -hmm. I'm able to sit and forgive myself and separate my soul from my body, from my mm. story, from this experience that I'm having. And I'm able to just go into my soul, speak to myself from my soul and forgive my, like, what? Like, <sighs> done. <laughs> done <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic yeah <laughs> <Thought> numb. <laughs> thought numb, really yeah and it feels like i'm getting closer and closer to like my thought numb you know like nice. had a couple people say that like wow you're really really living out your thought numb i'm like that's what it is like now I what get does thought numb mean to you i mean it really means like your truth like and it's going back into that it's taking away all of the layers. Like it's something that we, I feel like gets kind of rushed because we use it so often um, just in like the greeting and meeting, which I think is amazing. Um, but really like, what is it? And it is like uncovering all of those layers to be able to get to that seed of truth that which you are, which is you are this soul having this human experience. And I feel like I'm really getting through these layers of this human experience to get to that seed. Mm. Um, you know, and not attaching myself to what it looks like, because I think I did attach myself, you know, I'm gonna be this Kundalini yoga teacher and be tagged on, and that's like, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, going through, going through all of these layers that I've, you know, built up over the years as Grayson and, you know, growing up. And um, like, I'm, I feel like I'm on this, adventure quest discovering my satnam <laughs> yes your satnam i was at a class recently and the teacher said it um his definition was i vibrate my purpose yeah beautiful i like that yeah what yeah, role beautiful. does patience play in spiritual development um a big one because uh it takes yeah i mean it, it it definitely takes a while. You can have a really powerful awakening, um, but it's a life journey. It's a multi-life journey. Mm. <laughs> and I think understanding like the big aspect of that, like this is, this is lifetimes of work. You know, this is just one incarnation of many. And, mm. um, you know, yeah, having the patience to be able to um, clear whatever karma we came into this existence with but also like uh, presence, I think presence and I think, yeah, I think presence might be not the cure for patience, um, but it can help with it. You know what I mean? Mm. It can make, you know, it, finding your presence um, can help ease the, the strain that patience can sometimes cause. Cause sometimes it's not fun to be patient. Sometimes, you know, we mm. just want, we just want it now. We just we want, want to be now, enlightened yeah. now. Yeah. But right. um, yeah, the practice of patience, I think, is really, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's not, it's not something that I've mastered, but. Um, Me neither. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know if we can. I don't know if it's can hard. master patience. I know. Yeah. That's a hard one to master. <laughs> I, I often ask, um, this is another question uh, before, we, before we say goodbye. Um, what, where do you think uh, homophobia came from? Because apparently it hasn't always existed. 
like you know in ancient uh, Greece the norm was bisexuality in other places mm-hmm. in the world in, I'm on right now on unceded first nations land and the first nations people up, up to like four or five genders and often wow. the, um, the queer ones were considered the shamans because they had they could embody it male and female in one embodiment and they could mm. be like the the bridge to the spiritual world yeah well I'm not going to pretend to know any sort of like history lesson like I'm not super well up into like well it was when the anglo-saxons came no no, 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 like, no but you just not, like yeah. your feeling yeah um yeah I think it was I mean I think it was just a stem of fear you know fear of the other and the need to control came um and I think that uh maybe some of the mysticism kind of left maybe there was um maybe there was some sort of mysticism about being about being queer or bi or um gender fluid that was that would work in the colonialist flame in the colonialist framework maybe yeah that magic yeah, and that yeah. mystery yeah i think the the they call them the berdache which in french means prostitute like when the white man came over to north america they saw these shamans who were kind of transgender-ish mm-hmm. and they were the first they killed them first um so maybe they, they could sense that, that there was that mysticism, that connection to some other world that wasn't going to work for their colonialist project. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But we're back. Satnam. Satnam. We're back, bitches. We're back. Can't get rid of me now. I saw a quote recently. It's like, if, if you're not somebody who they would have burnt at the stake 400 years ago, you're not really living. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so <laughs> true. I love that. That's good. That's so good. I know. I'm all like, I, like, yeah, now I'm all about like, fuck what anyone says. Like, I'm going to live my truth and I'm going to like make shit happen for myself. Like, I'm so tired of waiting around for other people to do things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's maybe what a lot of those people are who maybe wouldn't be burnt at the stake if they're just waiting for someone to allow them to be themselves um right but I'm fully just like giving myself that permission right now like I just handed myself a little golden ticket I'm like you're gonna do you do Do you you. for sure for sure yeah one more question Grayson what role does sexuality play in spirituality well uh sexuality I mean I think of I think of uh creativity um and I think that the act of sex is creative. It's a creative act. And I think that when we think of spirituality, we think of like, what is creation? What made us? What is that? Um, so I think something could always be referred to as like, something is yoni energy and something is more phallic, you know, like you have mm-hmm. like a little bit more of like, I, I think that creation is in everything. I think that sexuality is in everything. Um, I think, and I feel that it's this thing that we can't escape because we come from it, just like Mm. we come from spirit. Mm -hmm. So I think that sex in itself is a spiritual act. Mm. That's beautiful. Even like the guru guru wai, guru guru dam das, guru 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 wai, it's like your tongue is having sex with your palate. At least that's what Jai Dev Singh said when he... Oh my God, I love that. He said that? Oh my God, Yeah, it's like the tip of your tongue is like the lingam and then the palate is like the yoni. 
Oh my god, but, I already loved him, and now I love him way more. <laughs> oh yeah, he came up here and did some workshops like a couple weeks ago. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. I was such a little yeah. fanboy. I was like at the front with my turban on, just like I bet. I, I know. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how I was in my. I was like, can training. I get a picture with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. He's so cute. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Oh, that's so perfect. But I do. I think that it's in everything. I think that like sexuality exists within all things so Mm. to say that sexuality isn't spirituality they're almost like one in the same right yeah did you you did white tantric eh yeah i've done white tantric yeah i'm like kind of i'm i need i'm i'm I'm, I'm a little resistant to it i'm 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 happy i'm not going to white tantric or to um winter solstice kind of for that reason i feel bad it was just it's just so intense for me i don't know it's like once i'm in it once i'm in it i'm okay um but just the build-up to it i'm like i don't want to do this (laughs) but i have a really my um my best friend jay chan we've been partners for the last few times that i've done it and we've done it i think like nine times together or something like whoa that, so. oh you've done yeah tons of it <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah i mean when i first got started and i did the summer solstice winter solstice did the la and came to new york and did it and yeah mm-hmm. we've i've i've done it a number of times and holy moly i went to summer just this year but just the last just the last day of one trip um i surprised her showing up i just kind of flew out and surprised her um and it was great it was like the whole day was just like three like times i think we just did a layout for like half an hour like a half hour of laying down and then like during the white tantric it was like you know we did and we did like a pranayama or something for 30 minutes and then 62 minutes of laying down oh that's nice and then another 31 minute meditation and then 62 minutes of laying down i was like great we just get to not like i totally lucked out because i guess the two days prior were really challenging and i was like there for the last one and i was like yeah you never know what a- you're gonna get with white tantric because sometimes it's so hard right, exactly yeah yeah it just came uh to vancouver yesterday i've had days for it yeah 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 i went to a different i went to a i guess you call it a red yeah. tantric party last night which is interesting. There actually was a lot of eye gazing there too. Oh, oh wow. I don't friends. Yeah, it's well, red tantra is more like you're allowed to express the sexual element. Um, so I've been to two so far. The first one actually I really liked. It was like a circle, it was held at somebody's house, a friend's house, and they brought up this tantric facilitator from LA. Her name was Tispora Kingsbury. And uh, so we started like in a container saying what our you know mm. fantasies were. And it just really, people got really raw and honest. Like there's this one guy who was married and he's like, you know, my fantasy is to make out with a, with a, a man while there's beautiful topless women all around us. And then his wife was like, uh, if any man wants to do that, could they please ask me first for permission? <laughs> so like, I, I asked her, I was like, do you mind if I ask oh my her God, to make wow. out? And she like looked me up and down. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and so like, yeah, it was just like, it was super fun. And like, it was very sensual. Like we were feeding each other you know, chocolate dipped strawberries. And at one point I was licking coconut oil and chocolate off a woman's breasts. And it's very sensual and like asking for consent and then carrying out your fantasies in a safe container. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, see, and me, I think I get like, you know, I, I myself, I kind of get like, oh my God, that's so crazy. 
really? You know, like, I get like, that's wild. You know, just like, like the little kid in me just goes like, well, that's crazy, you know, but it sounds so beautiful. Like it really sounds so beautiful. It was so really beautiful. beautiful. It was so cool. Yeah. 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 So that, that's white, that's red tantric. So I kind of like to do a little bit of white, a little bit of red. I call it pink tantra. A little pink tantra. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, Hello? Oh, oh, there you are. Can you see me? I can see you. There we go. Perfect. There you go. My, ear, my earphones died. Oh, no worries. Um, oh, one more question. Mushrooms. Do you ever do mushrooms? Yeah, or I'm like... actually doing them on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you hear me awesome. okay? My headphones died. Oh, this is fine. It's clear too. Okay, cool. Good um, yeah, so I'm actually doing them on, yeah, I'm going to do a little ceremony with my, with my best friend here on Tuesday. We're going to have a little yes. journey. I haven't done it in a, in, in a long time, but I've had, I love them. I love them. Yeah. Do you ever microdose? No, but I think I'm going to with the, with the, I've got some chocolates made from a friend. Um, and so I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do some, do some of that. I might actually maybe start tomorrow. I don't know. No, eh. Maybe after. We'll see. I don't know. I'll plan mm -hmm. it out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I've been experimenting with like very small doses of, of mushrooms and like mixing them with medicinal mushrooms like reishi and chaga. Yeah. Just like putting it in my matcha in the morning. It's, it seems to be nice. I like it. I feel like I, could, I can do it like once every like week and then it kind of the effects last for several days after I do it. I just feel more mm -hmm. open and more like ever since I've done mushrooms, like mostly reishi and medicinal ones it's easier for me to connect with other men which is a really interesting side effect i oh, used to like find it really hard to like look at men in the eyes and have like a heart connection with men but mm. since i've started doing mushrooms like it's so much easier and yeah, white tantra help too yeah well it's done something with the that masculine side yeah yeah, yeah. i think for it's me, funny they even look like little penises <laughs> they do oh yeah no they totally mushroom. do you're right <laughs> 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 oh my god it's so funny i uh i found that actually on a totally different note not connected to mushrooms at all but connected to being able to talk to men i changed my siri like on my phone to uh -huh. a male voice oh, yeah. and i am convinced that that has helped me be able to talk to men because i talk really? to my phone all the time telling siri to remind myself of things and so oh having it be this like masculine energy my phone this thing that I like have on me all the time I've actually yeah. have noticed like being able to command men to do something has something that has scared the shit out of me since the time I was a little kid being able to talk to men ever since I changed it it's actually has helped a lot wow mushrooms have helped m many other things but something about changing my <laughs> Siri to a male has helped that's me really... be able to talk to men more I'm convinced that's <laughs> awesome oh, I have to try that too it's a good hot tip <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> sweet have you ever microdosed yeah. lsd no um i've done that was actually the first like i would say hallucinogen that i've ever done um was was lsd um but i haven't I, yet i'm kind of scared too but but i yeah, have I've a done bunch it, of friends um, who started yeah. to do it yeah, it was it was it was the first one I did, and it was a really beautiful experience. It was in a very safe container with someone that I trusted really well. Nice. Um, and it was it was it was a small dose, but it really that was kind of actually the start of my spiritual journey because I realized mm. that everything that I thought life and existence was, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it just totally ripped me open so I was like oh god nothing is what I thought it was everything is different I'm not the same person anymore (laughs) um and uh I did it a few I, I did it a number of times um but then as soon as I started doing mushroom journeys I really enjoyed the way that those felt and mm. since I and then I would try to do LSD again and um it always felt a little the one thing that I think about mushrooms is that since they're of the earth they kind of get in and they get to know you and then they bring out what is wanting to come out Mm. um and they kind of take you to that altered state of consciousness and they take you to the higher place but after really getting in you and getting to know you then they Mm. move you up into that where the veil is lifted whereas lsd it just takes you there and it doesn't give you any warning it doesn't necessarily get in you and get to know you i don't think right and it just strips away the veil and it's like hi you know and you're like wow um but it was it but I I mean I know that it's helped a lot of people and it's been really really a beautiful medicine for for some people but for me I just want to stick to a little bit more of like yeah like the mushrooms and earthy things do you do cannabis what was that do you smoke cannabis or do wheat yeah yeah not often but um I do yeah I do when I'm when I'm feeling like I I've got an evening free and I want to chill out. <laughs> nice. I find it makes me anxious, but if I do CBD, that helps. Like that's, that kind of makes me calm. But if I do like too much THC things, I get anxiety. I don't know what that is, but it's always been that way for me with weed. Mm, yeah. Mm. I, um, yeah, I, I, I can definitely get that way. And for me, I actually noticed um, that it becomes a little bit, I become, I become dependent on it a little bit. Mm. Um, so I have to like really consciously not not do it and it's gotten easier but if it's around I'm, I'm like do you get do you like get the munchies on it do you like eat lots <laughs> totally yeah yeah totally yeah that's actually that's actually why I started because I wanted to gain weight in college oh. um I was lifting weights and I wasn't eating at all and then um my roommate she was like I, I was I was kind of like judging her for getting high with the time and I was like wait but it makes you hungry right like it makes you eat she's like yeah I'm like oh shit (laughs) to smoke some weed and so I did and it was like yeah and it was like it was great but it was just for the sake of me being able to like build muscle and like right right yeah like go to the gym super heavy I don't drink alcohol no oh you don't no I, I mean it's so rare I think I've had like three or four glasses of wine this year you know, it's like any sort of like, like a celebratory thing or, but mm. it's not, not something that I do, that I do too regularly. Yeah. yeah. I never like the way I feel. And I'm kind of starting to feel like that now with weed where like I wake up in the morning and I just feel like hungover from being high. Mm. Like it, I feel like it dehydrates me so much that then I wake up and I like, I, I oversleep um right. I wake up feeling really groggy and like out of it and my head feels like a like my brain feels like it's shrunk down to a raisin and I need to like chug a bunch of water and it's that right. same feeling of like you know when I would be hung over in college and I'd be like why did I just go out and first of all spend so much money on alcohol and now I'm mm. feeling shit I know you know yeah, like, like I, why did I do that I've got yeah like I've got addictive tendencies and like last night I did drink and I meant to just have a few glass. I ended up like drinking like the whole bottle of, I was like it's organic but like I definitely overdid it last night 
because yeah. I've been like, so yeah, that's, that's something I need to watch too. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I get a little bit like, I get like pure, like I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. I Me realized too. I'm yeah. very susceptible to peer pressure. If my roommate is smoking weed, I'm like, it takes me everything to like not to ask her like hey can I get a hit of that you know like it's like it's like I'm like oh god you know but (laughs) it's fun sometimes like I genuinely enjoy myself you know and Mm -hmm. I feel really creative like I wrote that blog post well for for pull like I had to actually get like I like I got stoned in order to be able to do it you know which which blog post the one that I did for pull for the series on my website, I wrote a blog kind of laid, like describing the photo series. And mm. I was like, Oh God, I can't get this right now. And I just remember like getting stoned and doing it. And it all just came out. Wow. I was like, thank you. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I, I think that these are all, these are all medicines that, can and you know should be utilized if you're called to them you know i'm Mm -hmm. super grateful for my experiences with hallucinogenics because they actually brought me to kundalini yoga and because of kundalini yoga i met some of the most beautiful people and i've had some of the best experiences of my life how did they bring did they like tell you to like go do kundalini or what do you mean no just through like the meeting of people like the actual like yeah 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 like the like the the way that it led up you know like I did it with this person and they introduced me to that and then um in my first uh it was actually very clear to me when I when I sat um in uh ayahuasca circle for the first time that it was a uh path that I that I should go down I went I had I had my first ayahuasca ceremony and my first kundalini class in the same week wow that's so interesting because because yoga would be very intense because yogi Benjamin was like very anti-drug <laughs> yeah um yeah but yeah i i notice a lot of my kundalini friends do use plant medicines and i think there's a difference between abusing drugs and definitely a difference between like street drugs and plant medicines oh for sure yeah i mean i find that i think that um, I got a little comfortable there for a while using plant medicines as like a way to just like have fun and like, I'm just going to have a really carefree, beautiful night and see pretty things, you know, and like, it's going to be great. But then I had my first like bad trip, you know, um, mm. and it brought a lot up and um, it was one of the most beautiful, beautiful experiences that I've ever had. Um, but it started out really scary, but it was one of those experiences. I had, I had, I had to call my best friend while I was in the middle of this, like really terrifying experience. I was home alone in my house in Florida and, um, and, and, uh, I had to call her and tell her, I'm like, yo, I'm really scared right now. There's like, something's wrong. Like, don't know what it is. And she was like, take yourself out of yourself right now. Like, kind of like what I was saying about forgiveness, like mm. look at your situation from a third party perspective, the situation and, and your physical body story, what's happening right now. Look mm. at it from an area yourself, the plant medicine is trying to tell you something. Mm. Fear is at the surface and it's trying to tell you something. It's trying to heal you, listen to it, allow it surrender to that allow it to come up and out it's trying to tell you something so go into a meditative state this isn't a party anymore you're not having a little like 
little party of one the you know mushroom ceremony in your house like that's not what it is you're having a healing ceremony so you need to like meditate and so I remember taking that advice and I put I turned off my like Odessa that I was playing all this like you know like <laughs> fun like house music and stuff and then I remember I I, I turned on just like uh, some meditation like sound like water waterfall or something and as soon as I did that, I remember um, having this really, really powerful release um, that was very specific to a certain situation. So yeah. What was the plant medicine teaching you that night? You don't have to get specific, but was it like about a certain relationship or? Yeah, it was about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about, uh, yeah, it was about my relationship with my sister. Yeah, something that we, that I had like, one of those things that I had just pushed down and pushed down and pushed down and I had settled this story in my head about our relationship. Um, and I actually audibly heard um, as soon as I put on the meditation music and I got really quiet and I, cause I had been feeling like I wanted to cry the whole time, but I think before I wanted to cry out of fear because I thought that, <laughs> I thought that something was very wrong um, mm -hmm. with, my, with my trip. And I thought I was kind of stuck in this scary space. Um, but then as soon as I got quiet and I allowed myself to cry, I heard out of the corner of the room, audibly heard it, your sister. It was like someone had just like opened up the window to my little room, said your sister, and then closed the door and ran away. Like I heard someone say it. And I wow. looked up and I went, what? And I closed my eyes and I lost about 10 pounds in water weight from all the tears that came out, just like I let go of the story. Mm. And um, it was like, it was so, so healing. And I remember after 10, 15 minutes of just nonstop crying, not even like the, <laughs> but like Complete just water, water coming out, not even just breathing. Yeah, just this like not even just like feeling it pouring out. Like my neck was sopping wet, my shirt was soaked. Um, everything was beautiful when I opened. Wow. Eyes. You know, I've had a similar experience doing the Kriya to break the so bonds of a. earth. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's super good. Um I'm do you do you know of the Life Force Academy, Chidev Singh's website? cutting out hello i know it yeah oh, oh sorry i, I just, do yeah i know it i just don't oh. there now i can hear you sorry I, oh sorry I, there no it's um, okay it's probably my my headphone um, um but joy, it's uh he's got a course called the joy of the i Infinite. don't i don't yeah and one of the kriyas that he teaches mm -hmm. is called i think it's yeah, breaking the bonds of earth and it's basically like you're part of it is like you're sitting inhale like actually, it's like you turn your head very abruptly left and right as you do certain breathing techniques. And like, yeah, I, I got to like a very similar place mm -hmm. of releasing emotions about a certain relationship. And even like connecting to, like I had a, a, a guy I was seeing who died of a fentanyl poisoning. And like I connected to him and mm -hmm. like, yeah, tons of waterworks. And then like um, the sky got super bright and like I felt like, yeah, like I released a lot and like my whole reality became brighter and more loving yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you'd cleared it 
yeah, yeah. It moves through you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Cause beautiful. that's, it's amazing to be able to use plant medicines and like, I've never had that kind of experience, like in a half a yoga experience, like Kundalini yoga is definitely very good for giving you those peak states and helping you process emotions in a powerful way. Yeah, for sure. And it gives you like a really like immediate feeling, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you do this breath for a minute and you're going to experience the shift of consciousness. You're going to feel different and you're going to yeah. notice it in a minute. You'll notice it just by doing this breath or this posture or holding yeah. this, holding this lock, you know, like you're going to feel the shift. Yeah. And from the first time that I tuned in, I remember um, feeling that mm -hmm. and feeling the vibration of my voice going up to my third eye. Mm -hmm immediately I knew that I was in for like it was like Nothing this special. is a big yeah this is the beginning of a long 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 journey yeah yeah man yeah. yay yeah. yay oh it's so nice to talk to you yeah it's good to talk to you too I'm glad we got to do this yeah thanks for being on the show yeah. I feel like this is going to be like I'll divide it maybe into two episodes because we're talking for like yeah here we go yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, what do you have time for the rest of the night? It's, probably, it's late there, have, right? It is Can late. Yeah, it's like 10, 12, yeah, 10, 15. I actually have like work to do oh. for Maharu. Yeah, but it's Maharu's okay. My, yeah, but since my best friend's coming in town tomorrow, I'm going to take a couple of days off. So I'm going to do a lot of work beforehand. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll have so much fun with your friend. Thank you. And sometime I'll I'll come uh, come say hi in Brooklyn. I'll, I love New York City. I used to live there when I was like 17. Oh, awesome. Uh, just, just for two years, I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh, I um, wanted to go there. Oh, my God. I, that's where I wanted to go when I was in high school. Really? Yeah, that was like my dream school. That or oh, cool. the, Amer the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh, yeah. That's it's like, good. Yeah, it's good, too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, when I was 17, I got uh, kicked off Canadian Idol for being too theatrical. Oh, no. oh really? <laughs> it was before really? Lady Gaga. <laughs> I like the music scene in Canada at the time, which is like blonde, you know, Britney Spears impersonator people and like rock bands. So like, there was oh, no, so it's just like, you're too theatrical, get out. And then I auditioned mm. for AMDA and I got a scholarship so that made me feel happy and I, it was like a better path for me. So yeah, New York City is a trip. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, come yeah. visit. Yeah, it's a cool, lot, man. but like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, welcome it's, anytime. It's fun to, I like to go in like small little, small doses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm noticing, I'm like, all right, I got my two-year lease here and that might be, that might be, we'll see, we'll see. No yeah. attachment. There you go, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. feel free to come to Vancouver anytime. Yeah, I would love to, definitely. I'm fully on board for that. Awesome, you can stay at my house. Perfect, done. Yay. <laughs> Satnam. Satnam. Mm. Blessings, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Urban Yogi Podcast. Make sure to visit my website, willblunderfield.ca, as well as Grayson's website, agracefulsun.com, as well as his wonderful Instagram account, agracefulsun. You can subscribe on iTunes and YouTube to this podcast and my other music videos and instructional yoga videos so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. 
If you like this show, you might want to check out my albums, Hallelujah and Wild Horses, which I created with Juno Award producer and songwriter Brian West down in Hollywood. I'm available for private yoga coaching, and my full schedule can be found at willblunderfield.ca. Have a beautiful week. Satnam. Nam.